I'm Polly. I'm a mom, a wife, a pelvic floor physical therapist, and founder of No Kegels University. I have helped thousands of women stop leaking, enjoy intimacy, and feel proud of their bodies, even after having kids. After years of listening to women wonder why no one talks about leaking, how they should properly recover after having a baby, and that pleasurable intimacy is possible, I started to get real frustrated because I believe that no mom or woman should struggle when there are answers. It became my mission to shed light on the lack of postpartum care and the lack of discussion on issues that relate to women and their health, even if they can be uncomfortable sometimes. It also became my mission to change the conversation on women's health, the pelvic floor, and more. Here we go. Episode 28, everything you need to know about your pelvic floor. A couple weeks prior to me recording this podcast, I had posted on Instagram questions that people had and if there was any interest in certain podcast topics. And two people had actually requested something similar to the title of this episode. And while I was thinking about it and writing an outline, I realize that you probably really don't want to know all the science behind your pelvic floor. You want to know the need to know facts. What's the most important thing? So what I felt like might be the best way to run you through the need to know things about your pelvic floor is to tell you some of the things that your pelvic floor does. And if your pelvic floor doesn't quite match up to that, then as a bonus, you can kind of use this as a quiz, if you will, um, that you might have some pelvic floor dysfunction and you might need a little bit of help. So the first thing that you need to know about your pelvic floor is that it should be strong enough to generate enough tension to squeeze against urethra so you don't leak. What I mean by that is, is just because you have the urge to go and you can't get to the bathroom in time and you leak and you leak as a result, that's a great indicator. It didn't show up for work that day. What I also mean by this is that if you're laughing, coughing, running, jumping, sneezing, that pelvic floor should be strong enough to squeeze against your urethra so you're not leaking urine because of that up and down motion. The second thing that you should know about your pelvic floor, it helps control the stability of your pelvis. So while I didn't want to get too sciencey, if you can imagine a sandwich, you have the bread and you have the bread and inside of those two pieces of bread, you have the meat. And while I'm a huge bread lover, I think it's really important to remember that if someone handed you a piece of bread (laughs) and meat on top of it, you'd probably wonder, well, this isn't a sandwich. This is an open-faced sandwich. And your pelvis is the same way. So the two pieces of bread are your hip muscles on one side and then your pelvic floor on the inside. And the meat, if you will, is your pelvic bone. 
And so the pelvic floor and the hip work together to create stability for your pelvis, meaning that your balance comes from part of your pelvic floor function. How you run, how you perform core exercises, how you throw, how you lift, all comes back to your pelvic floor supporting your pelvis. So if you feel like that might be something that you're struggling with, here's your sign that your pelvic floor might need a little bit of work. The third thing that you need to know about your pelvic floor is it does participate in intimacy. It's responsible for the pleasure component, and these muscles should also be soft enough, supple enough for accommodation. If this doesn't sound like your muscles are doing their job yet, it is possible. The next thing that you need to know about your pelvic floor is that it does not always work the same time that your core works. So if you have ever been to a group fitness class, if you've ever done any exercise videos, one of the cues that they'll say is that you need to squeeze your pelvic floor and your core together, keep them squeezed, and then do blank. Research has actually shown that there are a number of different activities that your core might fire last in the sequence of muscles and your pelvic floor might be first. So to assume that that's how you should be strengthening them together by tightening them together at the same time, it's simply not true. The next thing you need to know about your pelvic floor is that when you inhale, as your diaphragm descends, as your guts descend, your pelvic floor should lengthen or slightly drop with that inhale. When you exhale, that pelvic floor should rise on its own without you squeezing it or helping. This is a very passive activity for the pelvic floor. You shouldn't be helping it except focusing on increasing the depth of your breath. The next thing you should know about your pelvic floor is that when you sit down to empty your bladder or have a bowel movement, you should not have to strain with either. It also shouldn't be painful to have a bowel movement or to empty your bladder. The next thing you should know about your pelvic floor is that it is a group of 12 muscles. There's three layers, and I often refer to those three layers as a doorway that leads into a hall that leads down into a circular living room. And that pelvic floor is so much more complex than what a lot of people present it as. And because it's so complex, you should know that it is such a vital muscle that should be functioning well to allow you to function efficiently so that you can do whatever activity it is that you want. And if you don't believe me on that, then here's another fact about your pelvic floor you should know. Your pelvic floor is the only group of muscles 
in your body that has fibers that run in all three planes, front to back, side to side, and diagonal or rotational. So we're 3D people and we live in a 3D world. So if we have these muscles, the only muscles that have fibers that run in all three planes, I mean, maybe this could be a mic drop moment. I don't know, but I hope that helps illustrate the importance of these muscles. And the last thing that you should know is that kegels are not going to get you a stronger pelvic floor if you currently have a weak pelvic floor. What I mean by that is if you go back to the beginning of some of these things I wanted you to know, I said that your pelvic floor squeezes against your urethra when you jump, laugh, cough, sneeze, because it helps to manage that pressure inside your belly, like someone stomping on your bladder. So let's say as you're jumping up and down, your pelvic floor is having to manage, and I'm just going to throw out a number here. Let's say you weigh 150 pounds. And let's say when you land a jump, and I'm being very generous here, but let's say when you land a jump, it's half of your body weight that your muscles have to generate, which I'm sure it's probably much more than that. In fact, I know it's more than that, but let's just run with it. That would be 75 pounds of pressure your pelvic floor has to come up with when you jump repeatedly or when you run. So my question to you is, is a kegel where you just squeeze and relax, squeeze and relax, is that enough to generate 75 pounds of pressure? No. It's not. While there is a lot more that you should know, I wanted this episode to be one that it's the need to know about your pelvic floor. And hopefully with these need to knows, it allows you to take some inventory of what your pelvic floor is doing, maybe doing too much of, maybe not doing enough of, And help you determine if you need to take a jump into the pelvic floor strengthening journey. And if that's the case, then part of your homework is to one, head on over to my No Kegels University page and take a look at the many options that are there for pelvic floor strengthening. And there is a variety of options. The second thing to have a more specific plan, be sure to sign up for a personalized pelvic floor plan call with me where you and I will dive in and in 15 minutes we'll come up with at least three strategies for your pelvic floor and at least a month's worth of pelvic floor strengthening exercises. And while you might be skeptical about that, I send you a questionnaire prior to our phone call so that I'm able to put some time into your plan before you and I ever even get on the phone together. And remember, you're an heiress and a queen and everything in between. If you enjoyed this episode or even wondered if I can help you, check the show notes for more details. And to see what else I'm up to, follow me on the socials at Beyond the V period by Polly. Because I'm changing the conversation on women's health, the pelvic floor, and more, I still need your help. 
please subscribe, leave a review, and share with a friend or two. See you next week.